In my opinion, not only do I think that it would be very difficult to find a more powerful voice in the rock or metal genre, but I also believe that it would be difficult to find somebody who explored the light and the dark of the human soul as Ronnie James Dio. Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Frisch and I want to welcome you to My Life Through Music where I talk about either the music that was there at the time or expresses my feelings or my thoughts or emotions that I was feeling at that particular time. And the song that does just that is Children of the Sea by Black Sabbath, released in 1980. And at this time, I had started a new school. It was a middle school. I was in seventh grade. And I had met a group of really cool guys, small group of guys. And we were all interested in the same music. We all liked the same music. And, you know, some of it would drift off into you know, a little bit of punk or a little bit of thrash, but we all had that core of rock and roll taste that we all loved. And we shared that music. And that was the most important thing is that we all shared it. And it was a time where all of us guys, this this group of friends, seemed to have this explosion of music discovery. And everybody played their role in it because we were all sharing different types of music and different uh, bands and stuff. And like I said in, in the previous video, we were trading cassettes just like uh, baseball cards, you know? It, it was like, hey, let me borrow that for a couple of days and then, oh yeah, I'll give you that. And, and we were just, you know, listening to and experiencing and learning about so many more bands and so much uh, music. It was incredible. But there was this guy who really, for me at least, catapulted me into a, a world of new music discovery. And he had, you know, all the magazines, he had all the VHS videos, uh, he had, you know, concerts on video that we could check out and, uh, you know, even though we couldn't be at the concert, we could get that sense of what it might be like. And, you know, he just had hard to get stuff. And the cool thing about it was he shared it with all of us. You know, if we, if we wanted to check something out, it was like, hey, man, can I borrow that? And he'd be like, yeah, no problem. And so, again, we're talking about 1984. So there's no internet. There's no YouTube. Um, now you can just type it in, whatever you're looking for, and... You, it'll pop up and you could see it and you can hear it, whatever it is, pretty much. Um, but back then, you had to fill out something in the back of a magazine, send off for it with uh, a check or a money order, and then let the mail take it, get the order processed, and then you would wait. And sometimes it would take weeks. And then when you got it, it was like this huge deal. It was like the, the waiting, the anticipation was was really was part of it it was really cool about it and um but this guy he was doing all of that and the cool thing about it like i said we all benefited from it 
because he shared it with us. And um, the funny thing about it is that I still communicate with this guy uh, often, you know, on on social media. And uh, the cool thing about it is that 99% of what we talk about is music. And that is cool. That is very, very cool. And, uh, but I got a hold of uh, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, through this exchange of all this music. And just like everything else that I got my hands on in terms of music, I devoured it. I devoured it. And Children of the Sea, the song, just memorized me. Uh, both musically and especially lyrically. So I'm going through it. I borrow it from my friend and I get back to the house, you know, after school. And I had my, my boombox, my radio, right next to my, my bed. Uh, what I did was um, on one side of my bed I had a desk and what I would do is I would turn the chair and face it towards my bed so it would act as like a little table and I would just set it on top of, of the chair. That way I could listen to it all the time while I'm in my room and <laughs> I could listen to it at night, you know, because I would go to sleep listening to music and if it was too loud, my dad would come in say, hey, turn it down. I put my headphones in and boom, there you go. But I'm listening to it and I'm I'm, I put it in and I, I, I want to go through it. I want to go through the, the, the cassette. And Neon Nights comes on, side one. And I'm listening to Neon Nights and I'm like digging it. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then Neon Nights fades out. And then a couple seconds later, you get this acoustic guitar. And that really gets my attention. The contrast and then you get, you know, Tony Iommi's guitar and then Geezer Butler's bass and they're kind of dancing back and forth and then they entwine and then I hear the young and beautiful voice of Ronnie James Dio in the intro and I was enthralled. I was literally enthralled. And from that point, I started to consume as much of his work as possible at that age. And there are so many songs, so many songs um, from him and his bands through the years. I mean, just to name a few, of course, Children of the Sea, uh, Sign of the Southern Cross, the Last in Line, Holy Diver, Rainbow in the Dark, Heaven and Hell, Man on the Silver Mountain, Stargazer, Lock Up the Wolves, Don't Talk to Strangers, all throughout those years, and even later, The Devil Cried. I love all of those songs, and I listen to them regularly. And I can really, really appreciate his metaphorical, analogous, and almost parable-like writing style. And I really do appreciate the way he showed his, his view 
of the world and shared, you know, the world through his eyes in his writing. And I really appreciated that. And one of the things that I thought about and began to process uh, through the listening uh, of this song, but I didn't really practice it, but I tried to process it, is what I heard in the the second set of verses in the song Children of the Sea, when he talks about, we sailed across the air before we learned to fly. We thought that it could never end. We glide above the ground before we learn to run. Now it seems our world has come, in, come undone. And to me, to me, this is how it processed, how I processed it and I interpreted it. It tells me that someone is making an observation that a lot of us, because of the, the use of the word we in, in, in the writing, a lot of us in our own subtle way, in some areas, appear to try to cheat life. Um, we've done many things backwards. Um, we've put the cart before the horse, so to speak. We tried to go straight to the top without learning the fundamentals. And that's what I was thinking. And when we do this, we feel as if somehow we've kind of gotten over on whatever we've cheated, or whatever we were trying to do. And maybe that's what we thought it would never end is referring to, you know, um, but a few lines down, it says, now it seems our world has come undone. And I love the use of the word undone. Not just because that it rhymes perfectly and it fits really perfectly in with, with the, the, the verse, but it has two basic definitions. And one would be not accomplished, undone, not done, um, not brought to completion. And the other definition is to be brought to construct, um, to con um, be brought to destruction. Man, I can't even read my own writing. Be brought to deconstruction or ruin, which both are effective and quite applicable in the context of the writing. Is that what's being said? I, I, I don't know. Um, you can reach a certain height by cheating life for a while, for a while, or skipping the fundamentals, but you will not bring it to completion, as the, the writing suggests, or worse, ultimately, ultimately, be brought to destruction. I don't know, but those made sense to me at the time, and it spoke to me at the time. Um, and those were some of the very first ideas that I had as I was going through the songs and the writing. 
And I started to think about them and see how they apply to me and my life and how I fit in. Um, like many others, artists and writers, I truly believe that there are many deeper meanings in their lyrics and in their writings than just what's on the page. I really believe that. And that there are things to be learned and things to be understood, deeper things uh, to be learned and understood that are below the surface of the literal uh, strict meaning of the words. And I'm, you know, perhaps, you know, others may feel differently. I don't know. But we're all free to interpret them as they take shape and add meaning to our individual lives. And I think that's what artists would want us to do with their writing. Um, look at it in all different angles and all different lights and see what it means to us as they tell us what it means to them. Without a doubt, without a doubt, Ronnie James Dio has and still continues to make a huge contrib contribution to my life in terms of music, uh, as well as personally, as I have listened to his music and gone through the lyrics. Um, to me, to me, it appears that he was not afraid to explore both ex extremes. I think he was an analyzer of both light and dark, of both good and evil, of both the world and the soul. And lastly, of heaven and hell. The lover of life's not the sinner. And of course, I'm quoting his writing in the song Heaven and Hell. And I, I, I express that to my kids. I express that to my family. Anybody who listens. The lover of life's not the sinner. I love life. I feel life. I feel it flowing through me. I taste life. And I experience life. All sides of it. All sides of it. And that's what I encourage my family to do. As well as anybody who might be watching this. And this is why this song is where it's at in my my life through music playlist i'll put the link below so you can go um to it if you haven't heard the song or it's been a long time you can go right to it and you can uh listen to it for yourself see what i am trying to express or what i might be talking about what do you think about it you know and i'll leave with one final quote um, from the great writer, performer, and showman. I mean, I've seen him several times, and he is 
was just all those things. There's no sun in the shadow of the wizard. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thanks very much.